0: 다중아 넌내 인생을 망친 게 아니야 나한테 기회를 준 거야 그리고 그때 내 선택은 내 인생 최고의 선택이었어 나그 기회 절대 안 놓죠 다중아 내 인생에서 네가 어떤 존재인지 너는 모를 거야 넌내 첫사랑이자 마지막 사랑이고 내 인생이야. 사랑해 다정, you didn't ruin my life. You gave me a chance and the choice I made that day was the best decision I made in my life and I'm not going to lose that chance. 다정, you probably have no idea what you mean to me in my life. You, you are my first love, my last love, and my life. I love you. Kinka and Kinka, Yoga Seo Kinka, Chingu Kinka, classmate, Kinka podcast host. 네, yes, for today's episode, I will be talking to you about the show 18 again. And actually, to be honest, um, I've almost wanted to delay this episode. I mean, I wasn't supposed to be recording this today because yesterday I was not feeling so well and right now i'm better so i just decided to just do it and publish it even though it's quite late at night and yeah it's actually already sunday so if you're among the people who is who or who are waiting for this on sunday evenings i'm sorry but this got delayed a bit but yeah anyway it's still here i'm still doing it and it's gonna be published before monday so you could listen to it during your commute or whatever all right so yeah thank you very much for for listening to this and to all of you who are still continuously listening to this podcast i really appreciate you please follow my facebook page my instagram page my twitter page and whatever also please follow this on spotify if you're using spotify on the apple podcast they're still using follow i think or subscribe Um, Whichever they're using, please do that and give this show five stars if you feel like it. Alright, so for today's episode, again, this will be about eating again, but before anything else, our format for today is still the same. I'll be doing or sharing with you vocabulary words of the week for the first five to eight minutes together with the study tips, and then after that, I'll Lead the discussion and commentary about this K drama. Alright, so are we good? I'm good. I hope you're feeling good, and I hope that you're gonna have a great week. So, yeah, let's begin with the vocabulary words of the week. Alright, so let's do this. Yeah, so for these weeks, vocabulary words, these are words that are kind of, um, it's not really onomatopoeic, but it has that feels for me. And these are not really from the show Eighteen Again, but maybe people in the show said these words. I'm not sure, but these words are actually from a, a recent K-drama that I'm watching. So yeah. Anyway, let's do this. So first word: chingurupta. Chingurupta. Chingurupta means gross or nasty. Let's use 징그럽다 in a sentence. 나는 여전히 거머리들을 보면 약간 징그럽다. 나는 여전히 코머리들을 보면 약간 징그럽다. I still get a little squeamish around leeches. So that's 징그럽다. Next word. 징글징글하다. Chingur This is actually from the word and then it's made into this onomatopoeic word chingur chingur hada, which means to feel horrible about something or to feel sick about something. So let's use chingur chingur hada in a sentence. Kanan이라면 이제 정말 jingle, jingle hada. It makes me sick to think about living in poverty again. It makes me sick to think about living in poverty again. All right. Next, 울렁울렁하다. 울렁울렁하다. 울렁울렁하다 means to palpitate, to throb, thump, or to feel nausea, to feel sick, to waver, and to fluctuate. Okay, 울렁울렁하다. Let's use it in a sentence. So, okay, so I did write the translation here. So anyway, it means when my body is not in a good condition and then I ride a car, so I feel nauseous and, yeah, I feel sick. Alright, 울렁울렁하다. Next word. Sabak sabak hada, okay, so you know the drill, these are like onomatopoeic words, sabak sabak hada, sabak sabak hada means to be light and crisp, Um, this is the same when you're chewing an apple or a pear or even radish, so when you eat those, you chew them, it makes some sound, and it's described as sabak sabak hada, it's also the description for when you walk by the seashore. So when you're walking on the sand, it makes some sound. And that sound is described as sabak-sabak-hada. So let's use sabak-sabak-hada in a sentence. <laughs> Ibe-nun sabak-sabak-hada. Ibe sabak, sabak, this pear is light and crisp. Alright, sabak-sabak-hada. Okay, and final word is, panchak panchak hada. Panchak panchak hada. panchak panchak hada can be used as an adjective or a verb. If it's an adjective, it means to be glittery, uh Sorry, to be glittery, brilliant or clever. And then if it's a verb, to twinkle, to glitter, and to shine. Okay, so. If it's a verb, it's more of an appearance thing, but if it's an adjective, it can also be about glittery but also bl- brilliant and clever. All right, let's use it in a sentence. panchak panchak hada. The sand glistens in the sun. Okay, the sand glistens in the sun. All right, so let's those are our words for the week. Let's review them starting from number 1. 징그럽다. To be gross or nasty. Chinggur jinggur hada. To feel horrible about or to feel sick about something. Ulong ulong hada. It means a lot of things. To palpitate, throb, thump, to feel nausea, to feel sick, to waver and to fluctuate. Ulong ulong hada. Then sabak sabak hada. To be light and crisp. Or the sounds of you chewing a pear or an apple or a radish. And lastly, panchak-panchak-hada, to be glitterly, to be glittery, brilliant, clever, to twinkle, to glitter, or to shine. I'm sorry, I'm getting my tongue twisted a lot today. Anyway, so that's it. And then for our study tip, so here's my study tip for you this week. Um, improve your listening skills by letting your ears open up to the language. So is that a new concept to you? Opening your ears up to the language so for me it's like you need to keep listening to korean content even though you can't fully understand what it means and by way of advertising my own podcast please check out my korean asmr podcast so in that podcast i speak plainly in korean and in an asmr format so you can use that for listening to improve your listening skills I mean, yeah, listen to more Korean content. Even if it's not that, you can listen to something else. Alright? Okay, so that's my study tip for the week. I hope you find it helpful. So now let's move on to our discussion. I know you've been waiting for this, and so did I. So, yeah. Alright, so now is the discussion time, and I hope I don't get my tongue twisted along the way. Anyway, today's episode, I will be featuring 18 Again. And for those of you who do not know, 18 Again is actually based on a 2009 American comedy film called 17 Again. And that show featured Zac Efron. I didn't get to watch 17 Again, and maybe I'll not watch it, but I've seen the trailer of 17 again and actually by seeing that one I've already like seen some parts that were adapted directly to 18 again but so because I didn't see 17 again I wouldn't in any way compare 18 again to 17 again so I'm just gonna discuss 18 again all right so for now, let me first read to you the synopsis of Eating again from Asian wiki, as usual. So let me read the synopsis. Jung Jung is married to 37-year-old Hong Daeyoung. They have 18 year old son and daughter, and Jung Jung works hard as a rookie announcer and she has a warm heart. She becomes completely fed up with her husband and is unable to deal with him anymore. Hong Young got fired from his job and he's slowed down upon by his family. Jung Jung hands him divorce papers. Meanwhile, Hong Dae-young looks at himself as an ordinary, jobless, middle-aged man. He regrets his life, and at that moment, his body changes into that of an 18-year-old person, while his mind is still that of his 37-year-old self. Back in his teenage days, Hong Dae-young was an excellent basketball player and also popular. Now, with his regained 18-year-old buddy, he changes his name to Ko young and begins to live a new life. Alright, so that's it. That's the synopsis. And yeah, I think it captures the beginning of the story, but not entirely. I mean, it doesn't show us what it's all about, but anyway, so I wouldn't be talking about the plot of the story, that's not my intention for today, but instead I would just like to talk about a few points that I want to talk about, and it's not about the plot, so as much as possible I wouldn't be giving spoilers today because I just want to talk about a few things, a few ideas, a few concepts, alright? So the first concept that I want to talk about is becoming young again versus going back in time. Because in this show, in this K-drama, Eighteen Again, uh, instead of going back in time, which is usual for some other dramas that we've seen, that they want to undo the things they've done or they want to make a redo of their life, so they usually go back in time. But here, instead of going back in time, the lead character became young again. And so, uh, some thoughts or some ideas that are just running through my mind right now is What would you prefer? Becoming young again, in the present, or going back in time? So, I think from among my listeners... Based on my Spotify stats, most of you are in your 30s or late 20s. So, yeah, for you, for you, for you, my listeners, for you Kinkas and Quinkas, would you prefer going back in time or would you prefer becoming young again in the present time? So maybe if you're 36 right now, would you want to become 18 again or would you go back? In time when you were 18. Because... Well, I just wanted to play on these thoughts. For me... I'm thinking... I... Should I go back in time? Or should I become eating again? Um, it's not like... You know, because... If you answer this, then it's going to affect... Like, a lot of... Things in your life. So it can become crazy when you think of it. But for me, if these are like... My only choice... I think I would choose going back in time instead of becoming young again. Because why? Because if I could go back in time, like, let's say 2009, 2008, so that's 13 years from now. um, Yeah, I, I mean, I would just do things differently, experience things differently. But then, actually, going back in time is not realistic. There's no science behind that. Because time is just a construct. But becoming young again, I think, is more possible. And also, young is not about the number. It's not even about about the looks. What is young all about? For me, being young means being youthful. So you don't really have to become 18 again to feel like you're 18. So even if you're 36, if you you feel like you're youthful, then you are young. And young doesn't mean inexperienced or anything lesser than old. Okay, it's just a different thing. Being young, being old, they're just different things. But it doesn't necessarily mean young is better than old or old is better than young. I don't know, uh, it's hard to explain, but yeah. I I think I already said my piece. Young doesn't mean an experience or something. But I didn't answer my own question, right? Because I'm still undecided whether it's to go back in time or becoming young again. Becoming young, I think, is a mindset. And going back in time is not a possibility. So I think I'd choose becoming young. At least having a young mind in an old body but young doesn't mean immature or inexperienced or anything less okay so yeah I think I'm choosing becoming young again And also for the body our bodies can well we can't go back and make our bodies become young again can we? unless we do surgeries or anything but we can keep our youth by exercising and controlling what we eat and drink and whatever so yeah we can keep our bodies young even though we're already in our 30s 40s 50s 60s or whatever age you are at yeah it's possible to keep our bodies young so yeah that's my answer for my own question and the other thing that I want to point out here is the relationship between parents and children so in this K drama, in Eighteen Again, we were shown the scenario of the father becoming friends with his kids. So Dae-young becoming friends with Siu and Sia, and I think this is an important point to make because in the generations that we are in, generations in the generation that we are living in. It's so natural for us to become distant from our parents, I think. Or at least based on my own observation. Some families might not fit into that. Some might. So it's still different. But I I can see that a lot of the youth are not really in a friend relationship with their parents. And instead, they become distant with their parents. And yeah, I, I just feel like... In general, our parents want to be friends with us and our parents want wants to know what's on our minds and what we feel like. It's just that in our society, in the past, I feel like we were trained not to tell what we feel because of how our parents might have raised us. Um, for example, when we were children, not specifically about me, but um, in general... Like what we see in dramas or in movies or in real life as well. Like when kids don't, uh, when kids do something, parents tell them this is good, this is bad. And when kids keep talking and talking and talking, parents tell them to shut up sometimes. And, you know, it just like the kids are trained to not tell everything to their parents. Would you agree with me on that? So I just feel like because of that, so teenagers grow up, I mean the kids grow into teenagers, and when they're teenagers, they start rebelling. And it's not because it's nature for children to start rebelling when they're teenagers, but it's because it's how we were trained. We were trained to not tell our emotions, we were trained not to keep asking things so uh, I think that that distance between parents and children was made or was created because of that culture of how parents raise their kids and training their kids to become the way they are so it's not only about the parents to the kids per se but it's the society in general if only we've been you know, more embracing to... I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how to express this in words because it's not something that I've studied or something that I've got to s- a lot to say about. But yeah, I, I hope you understand my point that that is why teenagers tend to keep a lot of things from their parents. But going back to building a friendship between Parents and their children. I think this is a very interesting um, idea. Because in a very typical ideal family. I think that kind of relationship exists. That the kids or the children treat their parents as friends. So they can tell everything to both their parents. Or if not both, at least one of their parents. But that's the ideal parent and children relationship in reality i don't think that's the case but yeah it's a very idealistic way of thinking but for me too i'm thinking like if i'm gonna have a child or children i think i want to have a friend relationship with them as well and like when they're teenagers i hope that yeah i could still be counted as a friend To my children. If I ever have children. Because. Yeah. I'm not in that phase. I still. I'm still single. And no plans of having anything. Or having children. In the near future. But yeah. In the distant future. If ever that comes. I want to become a friend. To my children. Okay. Alright. So. How about you? What are your thoughts on this? What kind of relationship should parents and their children have is it okay to be friends with your kids Mm. how about you teenagers if there's anyone listening to this as teenagers would you want to be friends with your parents would you want to tell them all your secrets or anything i feel i I think that might feel weird to a lot of people but yeah just asking okay all right and then the third thing that i want to talk about is the industries that were shown in This K-drama. We've seen the sports industry. And then the news and the media industry. And schools. A lot of schools of course. But in the sports and the news and media industry. uh, I I think they're well represented. And we've seen some kind of uh, interesting dynamics. For me the interesting dynamics here. Is that in the news or media industry. Because I didn't know this before. Like, I didn't realize that even Korea has this concept of contractual employment. I mean, I know that there are people who get into contracts, but I didn't know that it applies to offices as well. I mean, I thought contractual employment is only for labor work, but it appears that even office work can be contractual and interns become contractual employees and then contractual employees can be renewed as oh no if contractual employees extend their work in that same company then they should become regularized i i think that's the standard but contractual employment in korea seems to be uh two years i think so it's different per country i believe in the philippines Uh, usually it's only for six months, and then if you go beyond six months, there could be other rules. But in in general, after six months, and then you're still with the same company, you'd be regularly employed. But yeah, six months is the usual contractual employment or probationary status. But yeah, so that's just something that I've noticed here because it's also the same in Misang. If you've seen Misang. So there's also the idea of internship and then contractual employment. Actually, in what shows is the Intern to the Intern, there's internship and then contractual employment. So I'm not sure what the, view of, what the views of Koreans are in this contractual employment. Because here in the Philippines, I think as much as possible, we don't want the rep- repetitive contractual employment. Meaning... You're on a contract and then on another contract and then on another contractual employment. Because we want people to get regularized even in regular labor jobs. Yeah, I think that's a move being done by labor activists. Um, I wouldn't say activists, but people who are promoting welfare for the labor workers. Okay, And then finally, the last thing that I want to talk about is high school drama. Yeah, that's something I wrote here. High school drama meaning bullying. Yeah, I think that's what I wanted to talk about. Bullying in high school. Yeah, bullying in high school in Korea is very real. And it's a big thing. It's a big thing when people are tagged as bullies. Because, yeah... Especially for idols or K pop artists or actors and actresses, if they're tagged as bullies, it can mean the end of their career. But yeah, I I was just saying that bullying is real in school and I, it's, to be honest, uh, it's a weird culture. Bullying is a weird culture, but it happens, it's real, I'm not denying its existence. And I've seen it myself. I mean, I didn't go through bullying. I wasn't bullied. I didn't bully anyone. At least, I think. Yeah, if any, if anybody thinks I've bullied them, please let me know. And let's see what we can do about that. But I'm sure I didn't bully anyone. And I was never bullied by anyone in high school. But yeah, it's just that I, I just wanted to say that... Cause Those kinds of things happen in high school. And we see these things on TV. And I'm not sure if it's helping spread the message of don't bully. Or whether it's helping bullies feel empowered or anything. Because we often see this in K-dramas, right? Bullying is like a standard thing that we see on K-dramas. Especially if it's on a high school setup. But in college... I mean, I, I haven't seen a college K-drama. Most of the things I've seen are high school. Yeah, high school K-dramas and adult K-dramas, not college. So, yeah, I've so I, I can't say I've seen college bullying, but high school is definitely one that we cannot miss. But yeah, um, is there a point that I wanted to say about this? Yeah, just the question, is K-Drama helping stop bullying or is it promoting that culture? I don't have an answer. If you have an answer, yeah, let me know what your thoughts are about that. And I think I'm going to keep this episode short because, yeah, because it's, I don't know, it's late and I said I wasn't feeling well yesterday. I'm feeling better today, but I still have to preserve my energy because Tomorrow is Monday so there's a lot of things I need to do and I need to keep my energy high. Okay, so before before I end this episode, a uh, song recommendation. The song recommendation that I have for you this week is a very old song. It's called Reason EU and it's from the K-drama from the first K-drama that I have ever seen and that is Autumn in My Heart. Okay, so listen to this song and feel like you're back to how many years ago? 13? 14? I don't know. Many, many years ago. So yeah, listen to it. And actually, I haven't mentioned this in the past, but I have this playlist on Spotify and on YouTube Music. These are the usually the OSTs of the K-dramas that I've seen, but not everything, just... A few of the OSTs that I really liked, and other Korean songs that I really enjoy listening to. So, I'll put the link on the show notes for both the Spotify and the YouTube Music uh, playlist. It's my playlist. It's called "For the King Cast and the Queen Cast." Okay, so please check that out. And lastly, our K drama where the wisdom is this. Uh, this was a line from Dae-young. He said. I fantasized about the life I never had, but I finally realized what life I want. So yeah, let's all think about this throughout the week. What is that life that we've been fantasizing about all this time? That life that we never had, but we we keep fantasizing about. And then think if you finally realize what life you want. Like the life that you really want. If... If you're not there yet, that's okay. We don't have to be there right now. But if you're there... I mean, if if you know what life you want already by this time, it's good. If you don't know, that's totally fine. We're not, like... We're not on a hurry for that. I mean, to find that. But anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode. And yeah, I just wanted to say sorry that this is late. And that this might not be my best episode and my energy might not be as high as i wanted it to be but since you're still here thank you very much for listening and i hope to see you next week oh yeah i almost forgot next week i will be featuring minari yeah that that movie that you know that award-winning movie i've just seen it today and that's what i'm gonna feature in next week's episode all right thank you very much i'll see you next week kamsamnida 안녕히 계세요 바이바이